When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking City podcast with myself, Conor McGilligan, your multimedia host. And I'm joined by your chief Manchester City writer, Simon Baikowski, as an absolutely mental game uh, ensued over the weekend as City went down to London and got a 4-4 draw. Yes, everybody, 4-4, a Premier League classic. Um, Simon, how are you doing today, mate? All good? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm recovered from that game, but not... Not fully sure. How about you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Slightly ill, slightly under the weather, but that game definitely perked me up. There was a few humdingers actually on Sunday, um, and uh, yeah, that was that was uh, the, the, the 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 cream on the top. Really, it was a fantastic game. But let's get into the first half, mate. Um, I mean, I don't really know where to start. I mean, I guess I guess just on the playing side of things, probably a decent way to start in terms of how City approached the game. We'll just get get onto that in a second. But I always do this side the day after the game. What was your initial take on on the lineup? Obviously, Grealish and Kovacic both weren't playing. A lot of people were saying they should have been playing. You know, with like you know City needing that element of control. What were your thoughts on? Yeah, that? so I think Doku was the 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 only sort of surprise to the to the eleven that we're expecting and just because Grealish had done so well at Old Trafford against United and Doku is still raw and fresh. Um it was interesting to see Guardiola go with Doku. I'm not sure it necessarily paid off. Um but it did contribute towards a really thrilling game whereby Chelsea um just laid into City really. It was it, it was one of the best games I've seen in a while, but also one of the best sort of opposition performances. Um, it felt like Bayern Munich away last season. It felt like um, Real Madrid away last season. You know, Wolves and Arsenal have beaten City this season, but they have done... They did nowhere near the damage that Chelsea did to City. It was, um, it, it was full-on Pochettino mode. And... Um, City were just harassed every time they had the ball. They made mistakes, which they don't characteristically do. Um, and, you know, yeah, conceded four goals for the first time in over three years. It was uh, quite remarkable to see. And yet they drew and nearly won the game. So, they, you know, they still played their full part in it. Yeah, I agree, Si. It was, uh, yeah, I think as well, when, when we're looking at the lineup, a lot of people will, it, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, when you look at how chaotic that first half was and how City didn't really get going, there's a lot of people who just turn around and go, well, yeah, Kovacic and Grealish should have started, but maybe, you know, with, with the form that Jeremy Doku has been in and, you know, with with that sort of expectation, you can't really criticise Pep Guardiola for that, can you? No, no, no. It was, you know, it, it was an ambitious call. It was a bold call and it probably spoke to, you know, the form that City have been in and the, the confidence that they've had. And, you, you know, it is only a week ago, Doku got a goal and four assists. So, it you know, it's kind of how can you, uh, 
how can you leave a player out like that? And Guardiola can and does, but at the same time, you, you couldn't... It, it was harsh for Grealish to be on the bench, but you couldn't say that Doku didn't deserve to start. Yeah, completely agreed. Um, so what do you think was going on with City? I mean, we spoke on the on the pod last time about Stamp, and you were quite right, and Joe said it as well about... I mean, I was. I mean, I said they'd score four. I didn't expect them to concede four. But but it, it it does seem to be, you know, Stamford Bridge, I mean, they were really up for it as well, I thought, from moment one. And, I mean, the pressing actions of Conor Gallagher in particular, I mean, he was everywhere, wasn't he? And it just seemed, for the it was for the first time in a long time, I've seen another team seemingly be a little bit more up for it than Manchester City. Uh, I think it was maybe just almost surprised at the intensity that Chelsea came at them with um, and, and the way that, you know, Raheem Sterling was just kind of everywhere, and every time he got the ball, no one could take it off him. He was he was unplayable at times, and and Cole Palmer was really good, and Chelsea just kind of played through City a lot of times, and often you know it, it was good pressing by City, but Chelsea just found a way out, and once they were out, they were through, and you've got the pace of of Sterling and others to really run at defenders, and you know you can have the best defenders in the world, City have some of them. Um, but you still don't like world class attackers running at you, and uh, and and that you know has been the case for for all of football, but particularly for Guardiola City. Um, you think of sort of the likes of uh, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane running at them and causing real problems, and you know uh, Son and Harry Kane. It's um, it, it is a problem for City just as it is a problem for many defences you know I, I think if Chelsea play like that every week they'll be they'll be title contenders but they they've not played that every week for most of the season which is why they're, they're 12 points behind so um, it, it was like you say a case of Chelsea really being up for it um, and City kind of had to suffer and be on the back four and you know I Ruben Diaz is probably not going to have as bad a game as that for a long time. Rodri, the same. He wasn't very good. And they were missing John Stones, obviously missing De Bruyne still. So, you know, there, there were mistakes from players that don't normally make mistakes. And, and as much as you credit Chelsea for doing that, you also say on another day, City are probably better. What did you make of the goals then? Obviously, Sterling's finish... Um... Silva, Thiago Silva, obviously with a header. Um, Akanji with a lovely header as well. But I think it's probably best to start with Erling Haaland. Was it a pen side? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. And it's um, similar happened at Brighton at the end of last season and the goal got disallowed. Cole Palmer assist as it happens. And uh, Guardiola was absolutely fuming. He was just like, he, you know, that happens all the time in the box. And if that is a foul, then every contact on Haaland is a foul. And... And, you know, it, it goes back to the Hoyland one as well with United. Like, if you put your arms around an attacker in the box, you can have absolutely no complaints if the referee gives a penalty. Yeah, it's soft. Yeah, he might not give it. But it's a penalty by the law and by what everyone can see with their eyes. So, you know, I'm not saying Kukure is strong enough to haul down Haaland, but he made the contact so he can't complain. 100%. I felt, I felt in that first half... I said this to one of my mates, I said, this first half is probably the first time I've watched City and thought they miss Gundogan here. And just in the, that game in particular, I thought there was a, in the first half, I thought there was a real lack of control in that in that midfield side. Yeah, I think so. Although I think as well, you know, you talk about control and Grealish is the, 
is the master of it. I, I thought City looked best whenever Bernardo Silva had the ball because Bernardo Silva could just put his foot on the ball and everyone played to his tempo. Whereas otherwise, you know, Rodri said it afterwards, City played Chelsea's game more than their own because Chelsea drew them into to playing their game of fast transitions. Um, so City needed more players like Bernardo Silva to just put their foot on the ball and say, no, we're going to play our game. Nice little goal from um, Akanji though, wasn't it? Nice little well-worked corner, good finish from him. That'll do wonders for his confidence, you'd expect. Yeah, he was good. He was good uh, overall. He was, um, I think that's three goals from his last three starts now. So he's turned into a bit of a bit of an asset in the box. Um, kind of needed as well because uh, Nathan Ake injured as well as John Stones. So you know, not too many options at the back. And um, yeah, it, it was it was well worked. And again, no surprise to see it was Bernardo Silva swinging the ball in. He's kind of getting himself into into those key positions that De Bruyne kind of used to take up um, before his injury. So it was, yeah, a very simple goal, but important to get themselves back on level term at the break 100% in uh, we're going to break for um, act two now everybody but we're going to get into the second half where we're going to get into a bit of a kanji chat and a bit more uh, chat on the on the mistakes yesterday another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking City podcast. I thought it was interesting, um, tactically, uh, Sai, how Kanji, I thought, especially in that second half, was trying to step into the midfield a lot. And it just is so obvious that, you know, John Stones is seemingly, maybe we're talking about Ake and Akanji maybe stepping into that role, even, even Gavardiol. But you almost become accustomed to thinking that any of the City centre-backs can do that. But really, John Stones is so unique in that respect, isn't he? Yeah, it's um, it, it, and it's no slight on those players either. You know, like I think um, Guardiola's comments about Guardiola from his press conference on Friday kind of got twisted or misinterpreted by certain fan bases where he was just saying, you know, Guardiola can't play that role yet. It wasn't saying Guardiola's rubbish at football or, you know, he can't. Um, he, he's not good enough in training. It was just he, he's not good enough to do what John Stones does yet. And uh, John Stones wasn't good enough to do what John Stones does now for a long time because it takes a really long time to get to grips with the the role in itself because it is such a, an incredible role done so well. And, you know, you, you do see that Akanji is very good. Ake is very good when he plays... Um, but neither are are quite able to to do what John Stones does, and that's why John Stones is one of the best players in the world that will get into any team. Whereas Ake and Akanji would probably only get into most. Um, so it, it's just that next level, sort of one of your big game changers, really. Um, and and yeah, he was missed. 
What are your thoughts on um, Phil Foden yesterday? I thought he was good. Very good. Um, yeah, playing sort of mostly on the right. He had a few chances. Um, linked up very well with Alvarez. Linked up well with Haaland. He, he, talk about being up for it. He seemed up for it from from the off. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, have, he's having a good season. Um, you know, he was out of the team for much of last season, partly due to injuries, but also Jack Grealish's form. And uh, and he's come fighting back and he's one of the most the most picked players now. And when you see him play like that, it, it's no surprise why. Yeah, definitely. I thought he was, I thought he was very, very good. And I think he was, he was one of few really, wasn't he? And, and as the second half progressed, Sai, it felt more and more chaotic. I thought City obviously came back into it. You know, they, 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 they strolled into a, say strolled it as with it being chaotic it wasn't really a stroll but they got into a 3-2 lead obviously and, and at that point you maybe had that 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 that, that foresight maybe that city were just gonna stroll and maybe get a second as a fourth i should say and it, it just didn't really pan out like that did it city were caught in the transition a lot like you were speaking about in the first half i don't think that changed a little bit chelsea dialed up the heat dialed up the temperature and it became a, a bit of a basketball match in that second half yeah i think yeah, City had the chances to kill it at 3-2. I think if they got one of those, I don't think Chelsea would have been able to come back. Um, but it, it's kind of... Ch Chelsea always felt like they were in the game because they were always causing City problems. So as long as they were playing the game on their terms, they felt like they had what it took um to to get a result and and even when you know Rodri scored and and Guardiola turned to his assistant and was like a lot is still going to happen here uh and and it did and you know nobody could be surprised when when Chelsea got that penalty in extra time and then and then Cole Palmer puts it away so it it was it, it yeah city kind of surrendered to the chaos and have had to give in to the chaos because they they didn't do enough to sort of wrestle the 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 control of the match to to them um but at the same time they've still they've still won uh, well they've still taken a point they're still top of the league so that they, they will see it as a, a game that kind of opened up some flaws um that they can work on and there are definitely things to work on but like i said you know there there were performances from players who will rarely play like that again and city will rarely face attacks as good as chelsea's again yeah and sometimes you forget about that don't you, you forget about what chelsea and, and even though you know that people laugh at them a, a, a lot when it comes to their their depth but mudrick and gusto and broya coming off the bench it's still it's still quality isn't it and and i think and I think this Chelsea side are going to get better and better and better. And going forward, we've mentioned it, Si, especially in that second half, how transitionally good they were. Um, it caused Diaz and Gavardiol, in my opinion, in particular, some real, real, real issues. I mean, if that is a back four going forward, are you sort of worried about the dynamic there? Or are you thinking to yourself, as you've just said, you're not going to face an attack like Chelsea's every week? Yeah, it was funny because I just put in the blog how sort of coolly and well Gradiol had started compared to um, Old Trafford and then sort of, as I typed, he charged into the Chelsea half, missed an interception and the ball was behind him. So uh, he, he's still learning uh, and, you know, he, he will learn. I think that's the thing, you know, everyone appreciates with City that 
they will get better as the season progresses and players that have only come in the summer will get better. I thought it was um, it was only, you know, 15, 20 minutes off the bench, but it was probably Kovacic's best performance in a few months. Um, he really gave City an extra nip that they'd that they'd missed. Um, and it was kind of his impetus that gave City the fourth goal. So, I, yeah, it, it's one of those. I think it's it, it's harsh to be too too critical after such a game um, because of the the circumstances and the stand of the opposition and, you know, knowing what where, where City have been and where they are now. I'm still really enjoying as well Kyle Walker at 33 years of age just saying to players, go on, take me on and, and stirring in Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas Jackson felt, fell, um, you know, Fell, fell in that trap really they tried it I think a couple of times maybe in the first half and then the second and Walker's I mean he's just he, he, I mean we always go on about him but he's so unique and at 33 he seems to be getting even quicker yes yeah yeah although I don't think many people were as overjoyed to see him uh, slapping free kicks at goal with uh, with two minutes to go because he sort of uh, promoted himself to, to Kevin De Bruyne there uh, but but yeah, it, you do watch it and you think it's mad that City kind of did the 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 real bulk of their their treble win last season without him and and left him out for the the Champions League final because he he still offers so much against speedy attackers. Yeah, definitely. And um, we're going to break there, everybody, for Act Two, and we'll be back t- uh, talking Cole Palmer, Bernardo, and um, Rico Lewis call up in just a sec. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking City podcast. It was interesting post-match site. Uh, Rodri said um, City were exhausted. Um, maybe the injuries and and, and the sort of like you know the, the puzzle that has been changing consistently with City. Certain individuals been in. Stones been in, then been out. Rodri been in, then been out. You know, selection um, changes as well. It, it feels like maybe City are are needing this international break. Yeah, I think so. Um, although I think it was it was probably just you know the the specific circumstances of the game that City won't be used to running that much because they're used to having the ball and having the foot on the ball a lot more. So it it will have been it will have been knackering, and it was I think it was the second longest game of the season with all the the injury time added on. They played kind of twelve more minutes than they did on Tuesday against um, against young boys. So there was a. You know, it, it was a very kind of end-to-end, energy-sapping, lung-busting afternoon. Um, what I think it does is kind of draw off a very successful block for for City. You know, la- last time there was an international break, it was October, and they went in on the back of losing 1-0 to Arsenal. Now, they, they will be disappointed not to win yesterday, but and they'll be disappointed with the manner of the goals they conceded and the fact they conceded four. But I think if you're looking at performance, um, everyone would rather watch that performance than the performance that they gave at Arsenal when they were starved of ideas, Harlem was starved of any service, and they looked like a team that was struggling. Now they look like a team that had won their last five games. And as you know, Guardiola said after the game, what's important is we're top of the league and we're through in Europe. So... It's been a very, very successful kind of last 
last month for City. I think so as well. I think a lot of people forget a, a nice little six-one in there as well, and you just they just expect City to win absolutely every single game at Cancer, but it's not the Premier League, is it? No, and it, it was kind of what again what the manager was saying after the after the game. All these stats about you know it's the first time Chelsea haven't lost to City since Porto and. Um, and and things like that, and it, it it's like yeah, city are the city are the benchmark now, and it's kind of news that a club that is as big as Chelsea has not lost to them. Um, so that is a, a a sign of how how well City have done for so long that it's seen as such a such a big achievement to get a, a draw at home against them. Yeah, it it definitely is. Mika Richards after the game, it was. <laughs> Some interesting comments. Obviously, we've got to touch on Cole Palmer, Si. Um, he was very, very good yesterday. It was interesting when, you know, um, I think it was Erling Haaland's penalty in the first half, wasn't it, where he was almost getting in between the City players and, and, and I don't know, causing a little bit of a bit of a ruckus, really. He was uh, he was definitely up for it yesterday, and that was sort of compiled after the game by Micah Richards saying that he would never have sold him for that money. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't hadn't heard that. That's uh, that's tickled me. Um, yeah, good. Uh, well, yeah, get him, get him replacing cheeky. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Palmer was booked for scuffing up the spot for the for the Harlem penalty. So he he definitely was uh, up for it. He had that sort of slaloming run through through Rodri and Diaz that Edison did well in the second half to, to save. Yeah, he was a threat, although, you know, the, the point remains that City drew the game and are top of the league and 12 points ahead of Chelsea. You know, Palmer and Raheem Sterling, who was arguably better than Palmer um, on the on the day, they they both got what they wanted from moving from, from City to Chelsea and, it, and it's great to see them both both flourishing from a you know a personal point of view but at the same time city you could argue that they're weaker for having let them go and i'm sure guardiola would have wanted uh to to use palmer this season but they're still top of the league and through in europe so they can't have missed them that much and they can't be that much weaker without them so you, you know there, there were a lot of questions last season to to Guardiola do you do you regret selling Jesus and Zinchenko look at Arsenal um and yeah and at, at the end of it it wasn't Jesus and Zinchenko that had winners medals so it's City do do plough on uh regardless of any big calls that they make that you know are are up for debate but while while we're all debating them City just keep on winning games and Picking up points. Three goal contributions for Erling Haaland as well. That was good to see, Si. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see him. Although, like, has there ever been a worse assist? <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I, I think he admitted to uh, Norwegian tellies afterwards that he'd um, he, he'd scored his second goal with a, with a particular part of his anatomy that doesn't normally... Uh, have the strength to get the ball over the line. So um depends on yeah. depends depends on who you are, I guess. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um and then a a penalty that, you know, is always good when you score a penalty. Um never feel like his penalties are that well struck, but you know, if the keeper dives the wrong way then 
it's a it's a good penalty. Um, yeah, I think what what we've seen from from Haaland certainly over the last month and after that Arsenal game is that he will get close to his goal tally from from last season. You know, he's averaging more than a goal a game again, coming up to um, I don't know if it's sixteen appearances or uh, yeah, sixteen I think. So you know, he he is. Um, a goal machine and will continue to score goals with any part of his body. Yeah. And um, an update on the uh, Three Lions squad. Um, we were just speaking about Cole Palmer, but also our very own Rico Lewis with their, with the first senior call-ups for obviously Palmer and, and Rico Lewis. It's good news, isn't it, Si? Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, we've sort of been saying for a few months now, you know, if Rico Lewis keeps outperforming and getting more chances than Calvin Phillips for England... Uh, for City, then it might make sense for him to be ahead of him in the England pack. And clearly, Gareth Southgate's seen enough to um, to think Lewis is worth trying out. You know, how much you can try someone out when you're six, seven months before a major tournament, I don't know. But if he's in the squad now, it's, it's maybe his spot to lose if he, if he performs well enough. I know he's only in because of injuries, but, you know, I there are a lot of people who think that Rico Lewis is kind of destined for to be a major player in the England team for for a good while, and uh, it it might be a surprise that he's got there so early, but it, it, it's no surprise that he is there. Mm. It's also nice to see Southgate veering away from just the traditionals all the time, isn't it? So yeah, that's positive news, and and hopefully Rico can stay there for and 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 you know it'll enhance his game for Manchester City as well. So. Um, but that's it, Si. Uh, we'll leave it there. The Talking City podcast has concluded with some nice Rico Lewis natter. City obviously getting a point in the capital yesterday. Um, as I say, you know, City um, top of the table. So that's all we've got to look at right now. Good, good news altogether. And let's hope they can recuperate and, and, and recover and, 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 you know, get ready for those those key games when they get back. But Si, thanks so much for joining me, mate. Thank you. And uh, we will see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>